Welcome to Gate City. <laughs> Welcome to Gate City Chatter, a podcast showcasing the creative people and cultural happenings that make Greensboro and our surrounding states and areas a great place to be. Uh, this is Josh Herrick, your host, as always, uh, with Gate City Chatter, joined by my co-host, as always, Matt Feltz. What's going on, Josh? Happy to be back with our first ever return guest, uh, uh, Jessica Rambo, with the yeah. Painted Buffalo Traveling Studio. Very nice. Jessica, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Fantastic. So uh, before our technical glitch there, uh, we had sort of talked about the last time you came on and and uh, where you were at with the bus. You had bought a bus. You had driven it from New York, I think, all the way down and uh, down here and had really started sort of working on it, gutting it and uh, coming up with plans for it. And now you're pretty much fully functional, correct? Yeah, we're, we're uh, moved in. We've moved in uh, August 1st, uh, 2019. So we're about nine months into our uh, living on a bus. And there's a lot of uh, growing that happened between my kids and I here. And, and we're really uh, taken to it and love it. Well, I'm looking at the pictures on Instagram now. And you're on Instagram and, and Facebook <laughs> and all the social media, as far yes. as I can tell. And you can really see you can get a really good grasp of the, the sort of progress that you've made on that bus. And I dare say you're, you moved into your bus around the same time I bought a house and your bus <laughs> looked better than my house. So that's a problem on my end that I should probably fix. Well, I mean, I only have 230 square feet to work with. Uh, you probably have a little bit more than that. So, you know, it, we all have our uh, strong suits, Matt. It's all right. It's a it's a great job. I like. I mean, all the I'm looking at it right now, and just the uh, the stylistic decisions you've made, like in the bus. I mean, it looks great. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I wanted it to look and feel homey because I'm a mom and I have kids, and you know, I wanted them to feel safe. If it was up to me, I would have just put a mattress in the back of my Jeep and drove around the country, but I wanted to make them feel safe. So I made it as homely as I, I could possibly make it with still having, you know, my my artist and personal touches to it, kind of rugged-like. Nice. That brings up a good point. I was just thinking, Matt, you know, maybe somebody hasn't listened to our previous episode with Jessica, so we should probably have some explanation. So Jessica, you are, you're an artist. Tell us, give us like the 30 second again, because I don't know if anybody, how many people have listened to our previous episode, but we certainly hope that they do. But tell everybody about your, yeah, like you're, you have an incredible history. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it because we talked a lot about it last time, but can you give us like the 30 second rundown of, not 30 seconds, but you know, the rundown of yourself? Right. So my top, uh, top hats, I wear. I'm a Marine Corps veteran. I served 10 years in the Marine Corps and I was uh, medically discharged after a pretty horrific car accident. I'm a mom of two. I have a 12-year-old and a 9-year-old. And I met you guys when I was going to UNCG Greensboro uh, as an art student. And now I'm a schoolie builder and tiny house liver. uh, And I've kind of morphed it into this nonprofit to give veteran uh, another outlet of, you know, self-expression through art. That's awesome. You got way out in front of that social distancing thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> well, I mean, a lot of my bus and van life friends have really been talking. You know, we also are all on social media and we see all these memes and funny jokes and everything about and the hardships that people are going through. But we've kind of picked this lifestyle that was already a social distancing, you know, tech lifestyle. So we haven't seen too much change except uh, for, you know, places to park, all the state parks and campgrounds and all of those kind of things are shut down. And those are typical places that we tend to spend nights or, mm -hmm. you know, want to visit if you're traveling full time. Did you, so since, so since you've lived in the um, bus, have you found that your like creative outlets and your creative expression has changed at all now that you're kind of like, instead of just building this amazing thing to live in, have your creative outlets changed a little bit now? Right. For the last two years, I mean, my creative outlet was trying to manipulate uh, household furniture and, you know, household appliances <laughs> to fit tiny living. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that architectural mindset of, you know, uh, making things flow and able to kind of have a family in here. And now major all finished. And now I'm like, oh no, what am I going to talk about through my art now? And so <laughs> now I've just been kind of reliving my past and uh, specifically my Marine Corps career and things, you know, came up in, you know, conversations, talking to other veteran artists, what their work is doing. So I, I try to stay in the veteran artist mode and talk to other veteran artists and kind of play off of what they're doing and spark ideas of my own. And, you know, I've started this series now that I've been working on um, painting. So, you know, it's definitely a, a great space to uh, sit down and work and have time to work on my art. But there's so much going around, you know, so many uh, cool places to see that it's sometimes hard to you know, maintain those office hours as an artist mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, get in the groove of creating again. I can imagine. So the last time Josh and I did one of these recordings, we talked about some stuff we were working on at home and uh, Josh is working on a, a sweet wooden bench or table. And, uh, you know, I had mentioned that I was going to work on a, work on a painting and specifically the painting was uh, of a, of a night I had in Iraq and it's a specific like uh, visual image of a, of a sunset uh, in the, in the middle of this sort of like farm area in Iraq and the, the contrast that I had. And I talked about how that uh, particular image has just sort of remained in my mind. And uh, with 10 years in the, in the Marines, um, is there anything that uh, like that, that stands out for you? Is there any sort of like, visual thing that, that pops out or sort of a specific uh, inspiration uh, that, that stems from your time in service? So right now, I, uh, it's been a, you know, you're a, a veteran also, and, and uh, I'm having this uh, kind of flip through my past journaling entries, and I don't, I don't really write diaries, but I write, right. you know, just notes and thoughts and everything. And, and I, uh, a couple years ago, I, when I was getting out in 2016, I, I was having, you know, just the same type of symptoms of uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Do you know what that is? Where you're right. captive and the captor 
you know, you kind of fall in love with them or, you know, they're now protector, you know, it's a survival mechanism. And I, you know, had some pretty horrific things happen to me in the Marine Corps. And so I've started to kind of uh, relate my Marine Corps career to Stockholm Syndrome, because we all know Marines are already a little nuts. But uh, you know, we're quite different. No matter how terrible each of a Marine's career was, they still hold on to that. I'm a Marine and that's my, you know, entity and that's my existence. I'm a Marine and it's all that matters. So I'm trying to, through my work, work through how can you love something that some pretty terrible things happened. Right. Um, so I, that it sounds really bizarre, but I've been kind of processing that. Um, but, you know, like always, it's my beloved core and it's in me and it's made me who I am today. It gave me the tenacity to be able to, you know, go from art school to buying a school bus to still serving my veteran community. So there's a lot of good things that come from service. Not all bad, but I'm in a place of self-discovery and, you know, kind of self-healing and that's one of the things that you know I really wanted to talk about in my art is you know my experience of how I so badly can love the Marine Corps but how you know like everything some some bad things can happen too yeah it's it's a it's a weird you know specifically I can't speak to the Marine Corps but getting out uh, of the army it was kind of a weird and still remains especially in times of uncertainty a weird sort of you know i hated it but at the same time i almost feel like i should still be there like to a certain extent like uh, especially being in the medical field i'm like i see all these people running around in masks and everything i was like i feel like i should still be involved somehow but you know at the same time uh it's probably better that more talented people than i am are are you know serving the sick at the moment (laughs) so um but it's good it's good to see you're on that path and like hopefully you're finding some, some sort of like healing and some comfort in, in the art. And I know you're probably bringing that to other people that you're exposing your art to and, and maybe inspiring creative creativity in other veterans. Absolutely. During this time, I've really had the opportunity to talk to a lot of veteran artists that I haven't before. You know, we all kind of talk to each other and like each other's photos, comment on each other's work, that kind of stuff. This past week I did, um, 10 veteran artists live interviews on uh, Instagram and oh, nice. I got to know and uh, you know talk to and discuss you know uh, studio practices you know everybody has a different studio practice everyone has a different military history you know I, I interviewed one, uh, veteran artists from every branch of service more Marines you know because they're my buds but sure. you know we can't all uh, be cool like us And, you know, just things like that, just staying in that community and kind of living and, hey, I have this idea. What do you think about this? Or, hey, you use this and I want to learn how to use that material. What are what are some tips, you know, and we kind of just have been, you know, this this staying together, but staying apart, you know, mentality has really uh, kicked in these last few weeks. Oh, Josh has gone on uh, mute all of a sudden. Oh, look look at him. He looks so surprised. Yeah, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Oh, there he is. There he is. I'm alive. Sorry. I was actually typing a note, but I didn't want the noise oh, to okay. no, see. Sorry. 
<laughs> so, so Jessica, my question is like, um, that's really interesting, like being able to kind of talk about the practice of art and I mean, in, in the military sense with other veterans, are you doing it kind of like an exploration of the mental health aspect of, of your creativity? I mean, or is it just purely like just the, you know, the mechanisms of creating visual art or fine art or whatever people are working on? It's a little bit of both. Obviously, my main focus, uh, you know, my quirky little tagline is saving lives through art supplies. But ultimately, you know, that's really what helped me kind of overcome a lot of, um, you know, stuff that I went through. And, mm -hmm. and most artists, you know, veteran artists that I've been talking to, they too, you know, used art for their own uh, mindfulness or mental health symptom uh, alleviation. And it's a little bit of both, you know, um, it's helpful to obviously talk about things you're going through especially with other people that, you know, you can say, oh, this, this, and this happened to me. And, you know, a civilian might be like, oh, oh, that was awful. Or, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Or is that true? But when you're talking to a veteran, they instantly know everything you're saying and have probably experienced it also. So that's, I mean, the number one therapeutic thing you can do is just about it. But you know, when you don't have that option or it's just not as easy for you to talk about your feelings that way, mm -hmm. that's where the art comes in. And, you know, instantly when I say I'm a veteran artist and I'm talking to another person and they're a veteran, we instantly have this bond and you don't really have to talk about it, but talking about the mediums and talking about, you know, their studio practice and talking about things they pulled from their military service and now they use you know, in their art making, all of those things kind of stem together and they grow and, and, and naturally making work, whether it's welding or painting or writing or singing, all of those things naturally have a, a mindfulness and a mental health, you know, alleviation because you're, you're able to tell your story through a different means. Sure. So just we talk about art and art making, but ultimately what we're really talking about is how we're getting over the crap we went through and surviving and how we can use our, you know, platform to help others. That's awesome. I, I, I just, I know Matt, you probably have another question. I just want to say thank you for like your candidness and your honesty. Like I just, I love this stuff. Like it just makes me, uh, proud to be able to talk to you about this. So I just, I just appreciate you so much, but sorry. I just, I'll, no, I'll, I'll back Josh up on that too. And no, the fact that I think ultimately, you know, I, uh, I came to terms with a lot of stuff that happened, you know, it was really, but that I'm a survivor and not a victim. And the, the more frank I am with things that happened, hopefully, uh, no one else has to experience those. Or if they have, they know I too have gone through that so I'm probably a safe person to talk to so you know I had to kind of bite my cheek and kind of get through it but the more you talk about it the easier it becomes and that was a, a pretty hard lesson I had to learn and if I can help anybody else in their story or telling their story or getting help or hey I'm suicidal can you help me hey man I've been there too guess what I was a impatient for 16 weeks you know at Fort Belvoir I, I get it, man. Let's find you some help. And, and, 
you know, the more I speak out about it, hopefully the more people I can, you know, help out also. And in turn, helping people, you know, of service is my thing. Um, it ultimately helps me because I feel good that I'm, you know, still serving my community, which is the veteran community. And I think this is a, you know, it's a good, it comes at a good time, this this conversation we're having, because, you know, I think, I don't know if it was like this when you were in, but when I was in, you know, especially when we came back from deployment, they told us, you know, a lot of the older guys were like, oh, don't worry about it. You know, the 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 people that are having mental issues, they're, they're weak or whatever, you know, they're, you know, exactly. you'll be fine, just shake it off and you'll, you know, keep on going and don't complain about it and don't stop. And, you know, that has a certain amount of influence, but after a little while you realize, you know, that's, that's the wrong answer. Like you really have to sort of communicate, you know, what's bothering you and what you've been through and find your sort of path to sort of heal from it. And I think a lot of people right now that are, it's not, it's not really comparable, but in your own way, uh, people are sort of going through their own mental issues with, you know, everything that's going on, whether they've lost a loved one or someone is, is, you know, turned up sick from this virus or just the, the sort of day-to-day, you know, having to deal with staying inside all day and stuff like that. And uh, everybody's experiences are obviously different and those are difficult to compare with, you know, what some of the veterans have seen, but still like mental health is now, I mean, it's more important than it ever has been. I mean, especially through getting stuff like this and uh, you know, it's good to talk about it, get it off your chest, communicate it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's the number one thing that I have been seeing, you know, throughout my, you know, just my friend group, you know, I am, uh, have the ability to just, you know, live my life and not, you know, technically need a job. I'm retired from the military. So I have that kind of safety net. But, you know, when I was going through UNCG, I worked at a bar and, you know, I, I waited tables and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And all those friends I made, they, are jobless and they're struggling and you know um the mental health is creeping in you can't leave your house you can't you know socialize you know that was you know a thing that they tell you to do when you are depressed go hang out with your friends you know do all of these things and now that's uh not an option so i think you know the number one thing that i've been seeing people do is have these you know zoom social hours or these chat groups or you know sharing artwork or, you know, just finding creative and alternative ways to still stay connected. And I think that's really important, you know, and if you don't hear from a friend for a little while, you most definitely need to, you know, check on them because it's, you know, obviously the coronavirus is a serious thing, but, you know, mental health is just as or more deadly than, you know, that. And so ultimately we just need to look out for you know, our friends and family around us that are struggling. Good message. I think, I, I, I mean, I love what you guys are saying. I think it's, and Matt, you make a really good point in this time of like, you know, seclusion where everybody has to be secluded. It, it's kind of, it must be a little bit of a, a kind of a thing for you because you're all Jessica, because you're already having to deal with this secluded life and, and kind of creativity. But like for me, you know, like you're right, we, we have, we have jobs or whatever. Now we're stuck here. It's been an opportunity for me and for others to see their create, see their creative side. And, and if anything, hopefully at all this, like I'm going to 
you know, be in touch with my ability to create things and, or to play some music and whatnot. And that makes me feel, what's that? Play that mandolin that hangs on your wall? I play the mandolin terribly, but I play it for my neighbors every night. And he may or may not like it. I'm not sure. But, um, but like that, being able to have that expression is really important. And it's forcing us just from a business standpoint too. I think it's forcing everyone. We just released this creativity, virtual creativity guide where, you know, we have everything from like, you know, bartenders that are teaching lessons on like creative craft cocktails, you know, like, Hey, and then they have a tip jar, right? Like you can help them in that manner. We have, I have a nine year old artist musician that just signed up to do live concerts. And, you know, I'm sure, I mean, money obviously isn't that person's narrative, but like there's these outlets for being able to get people funding and get people support um, ironically, you've been dealing with this for a while as people could support different ways. And maybe you could talk a little bit about your support mechanisms with the bus, but I just find that it's such an interesting thing that we've been able to support artists and those who need the support in a unique way. Um, I just, it, it, maybe it's yeah, there's so many, uh, ways, you know, and, and I think it's, I mean, obviously it's a terrible time, but it, but the creative time that all of these, you know, at, you know, a lot of artists have to have two or three extra jobs, you know, to support their lifestyle. Cause artists, you know, ultimately don't make a lot of money, but they have given you this time to disconnect and get rid of all that stuff. And I read a thing, I'm going to butcher it, but the other day I read an article and they said, in this time, if you haven't learned a new skill or built something or read five books or done this, this, and this, it's not your time management skills that are, it's your initiative. And, you know, it, you got to use this time to grow and become better. And, you know, there's so many, you know, on Facebook every day I'm watching, you know, a uh, uh, musician you know do a tip jar on venmo and you know because they you know their gig at our local bar got canceled or you know all of these different ways you know there's there's so many different ways but you just got to you know do it and you know Mm -hmm. get out there and you know think outside the box this is your you know especially as creative thinkers and artists this is your time to shine you know Mm -hmm. this is the you know time to kind of put your stuff out there. Hey, you know, I'm a struggling artist, you know, you need this or, you know, you need that. I can do it for you. And I really, you know, I've been following, I'm not in Greensboro anymore. I'm actually down in Atlanta for the time being, I got kind of stuck here, but um, you know, all of these Greensboro companies are coming together and making Mac. I mean, Hudson Hill and, you know, a bunch of other Re- Revolution Mill, you know, some companies there are coming together and kind of supporting their community. And, oh, man, some really amazing things are happening. Yeah. So, so I'm good, go ahead, Josh. Now, I was going to say, tell us about the <laughs> travel. So you, you nine months, um, have you... Have you seen anything? I mean, just in terms of like the the schooly life, like have you seen anything or been places that you never thought you'd be or that have that have surprised you and the family um, during your time? Yeah, so so far we've only gone um, up and down the East Coast. We uh, have my children and I have been plotting. I drew out a United States map, and we've kind of been putting dots in places, you know, and doing some research on where we want to go. But ultimately our travels came to a halt, 
you know, to drive across the country and up and around and go to all of these national parks and things we've been learning about. Um, you know, our, our plans are still in place to hit the road June 1st and drive across country. Do you keep a box of MREs in that bus? Uh, I've got a fridge, so thank goodness I, uh, you know, don't need those 3,000 calories. You know. We're all, we're all going to be eating MREs before, uh, before June 1st. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, maybe, yeah, I guess I, maybe I'll stop by the Navy surplus store. I can guarantee they got some. I don't know. My whole trunk is full of ammo cans and I'm, I'm just worried about getting pulled over and a cop saying, oh, Hey, Lord. open the back of your bus. And I open it and it's like, I have, uh, I don't know, probably about 50 ammo cans back there <laughs> right now. And I'm full of art supplies and coffee and <laughs> socks and all these donations, these great things. But it really looks like I'm preparing for the apocalypse that's coming. Oh, you said you you mentioned coffee, and uh, it was a few months ago. I we talked, and uh, your buffalo head is here in Burlington. I saw that. It is. It's a coffee company. Which a small bug still go and grab some coffee. They have a a pretty uh, heightened, you know, safety area here. Obviously, like the nation is doing, um, right. but buffalo head that was in my apartment that started this whole painted buffalo uh, is there and it's owned by a guy named Jim Young and he's you know veterans helping veterans and he's definitely uh, one of my you know uh, supporters and sponsors he's given a lot of coffee and clothing uh, to the painted buffalo to hand out our travels so you know, it's this whole veteran helping veterans thing is, uh, you know, uh, yeah, really helping us survive. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh, you, you sort of, you, you, you faded in and out there for a second, but I will say that's the, uh, it's a Salvation Coffee Company, correct? Salvation Coffee Company, and it's right. in Burlington, right off of that main road. I can't, I can't remember, Church It's on South road Church or Street, something, yes. but that main yeah, South Church Street. Uh, called but a great little coffee shop. I mean, the coffee is incredible, but sitting in there on your laptop doing homework or, you know, doing your work, just the space is incredible. And Jim built it all himself and designed it. And there's graffiti art on every wall. And yeah, some of my work is hanging up in there. Um, you know, my, my Buffalo taxidermy, but I have some other artwork that's hanging up. So he's a great supporter. Excellent. Well, we are coming to the end of our sort of a uh, thirty-minute time frame here. So, uh, Jessica, if you've got anything else like going on that you want to sort of push out there, or anything else you want to say, feel free to uh, to go ahead and plug it. I mean, everybody can find you at uh, Painted Buffalo uh, Traveling Studio on Instagram. I think you can search that on Instagram and Facebook. But anywhere else you want to plug, or are you located? We're on Facebook and Instagram, um, and I just put down a new website paintedbuffalostudio.com and I mean there is any ways you want to get involved with the Painted Buffalo you can find it there whether it's donating art supplies to the Paint Can Project which is this thing that I've been working the reason we're traveling across the country with can 
you know, kind of, you know, a couple of bucks to fill up the gas tank, you know, and keep on track. We'll definitely go through so all of a, that is. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah. We'll definitely go through and put a link to all uh, your website and your social media and everything in the YouTube description box below. And then in the, uh, in the podcast uh, description as well, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Awesome. Josh, have you got anything else? Why don't you close us out? Well, I'm happy to Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're an amazing person. You're, you're an amazing human. You give so much back to other veterans and to everyone in general. So um, we'll continue to support you the best way we can. And we thank you so much for joining us. Um, you're really incredible. And uh, to all of our Chatterheads, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the, the Gate City Chatter. Uh, we are going to try to record more often. Our, uh, we'll have an ep another episode coming up this week. And um, until then, we appreciate all of our listeners and all of our guests. So um, until then, I'm Josh Eric from my co-host Matt Phelps and our guest Jessica Rambo. Have a great day. Thanks, everybody. Take, take care, everybody.